Welcome back to the series, everyone. I'm really looking forward to diving into today's coaching session with you. I'm having a beautiful conversation with 1-3 Pure Manifesting Generator, Alicia. Alicia has been running a full-time business as a psychic medium, spiritual healer, psychic development teacher, and hypnotherapist for the last five plus years. Prior to starting this business, Alicia herself was healing in a non-traditional way through spiritual and personal development from an eating disorder known as orthorexia and felt called by spirit to share her journey online. She started a fitness business in 2017, helping women fall in love with their bodies, teaching them to nourish, not punish themselves, which soon evolved into holistic health and healing work. She has since worked with over 500 women from around the world, helping them tap into their psychic gifts, holding space for women to heal their deepest core wounds and trauma and activating their true essence so they can express their most authentic and unique selves with confidence. Alicia is beyond passionate about what she does and it is her life's mission to share her teachings with the world in hopes that it will inspire others to make positive changes in their life so they feel deeply satisfied and fulfilled in every way possible. So today's conversation is beautiful because we really dove into the power of her being a one three. We talked about the different energetic conversations that she's having from being a split in her design. And then we also dive in really deep into the pearl sequence to amplify the gifts and how she's designed to be of service and how she can specifically leverage this with pivoting in her business and really speaking to her ideal client and being able to serve them with the gifts that she naturally has within her. So this conversation is dynamic, it's deep, it's very collaborative, and it's amazing. So I really hope that you benefit from this and that you enjoy it. And so I think that it's now time for us to dive in. Hello, everyone. I'm really excited to have you here. I'm going to be chatting with Alicia today. She's a 1-3 pure manifesting generator. So we're going to be talking about some juicy things. So Alicia, welcome to the conversation and our session today. I would love if you can share in your own words what your intention is for the session and what it is that you want to dive into so that the listeners know what they're and the watchers, I should say, know what we're going to get into together. Amazing. I'm so excited. Thank you so much again for this opportunity. I am beyond grateful. I was kind of actually manifesting and putting this out to the universe that I wanted a bit more of a, a deep dive human design and jinky reading. So I'm very grateful for you and what you're putting out there. So thank you. Um, so I'm really excited to dive a lot more into the pearl sequence in um, the gene keys. I know um, quite a lot already, but I think you have blind spots. Everyone has blind spots. So I would love for the intention today, as we've kind of discussed, to be around some of the challenges that I kind of constantly experience, especially as a manifesting generator and a one three, which is all about trial and error and kind of creating consistency through like inconsistency and knowing how to build upon that and, and allow myself to let go of things that no longer serve me in order to create, you know, more of a stable, secure kind of flow of prosperity. So I'm excited to kind of dive into that. And um, also like who I'm really designed to work with at my absolute core, like what is the underlying theme and brand and how am I meant to impact people in the best way possible in the most impactful way and um, the size of containers that I am most potent in. So I know there's quite a lot there, but um, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into those challenges and kind of shine light on the shadow and how to kind of transform that. Yes. Oh, I'm excited for this conversation. Yay. I'm so excited. So juicy. <laughs> 
So let's talk about, okay, so obviously Alicia and I have connected prior to this and we kind of hashed out a very loose conversation of how this is going to go, but I have not gone and studied or looked into your business or anything. So this is all intuitive and just structured to what I know in terms of how I can support you. So I feel like one of the things I always love it when I come across a Manny Jen or somebody who has a three line and you have both, because I feel like this just goes so hard against the corporate expectations of what consistency is and when when a three line or manifesting generator or even somebody who has a split or triple split and so on there's going to be a lot of diamondism in that design and so I feel like because you and I when we had a previous conversation you were actually also pivoting your business which is very much aligned for you right that trial and error figuring out okay this is what I want to put on next right and so I'm really curious if you know, we, I want to talk a little bit about your split because I find that this can actually bring you a little bit more clarity in terms of the conversations that you're going to be having in your body and how this can play into the action that you actually take. So right now there's, this is how I kind of look at this. When we have groupings of centers, there's like specific energetic conversations going on. And when there's a split, triple split, quad split, those are going to be the numbers of conversations happening within us, right? Especially if we're in our own design and we're not having that, you know, a gate or something bridge to create a connection, then that's just going to be like your normal experience. So the two conversations happening are like, especially the 44 to the 26, that channel of surrender is like, you are naturally going to know what people are good at. And you're really going to be able to market that or just, you know, share your version of the truth and that that sales aspect and ability from the 26. The spleen is also rooted in your physical awareness. It's also rooted in your, you know, the, your fears, like needing that safety and security and intuitive guidance. And then the heart center is all about like your integrity, your commitments, your desires, and so on. So there's this conversation happening. It's like, okay, I've got the resources, the drive, the desires. And it's like, what is best for me? What is going to bring me safety and security? Like, how can I share these resources with other entrepreneurs? Because I know that you're also working with entrepreneurs as well. So there's this conversation. And then the second conversation is very much, and it's all unconscious except for the two to 14, right? So there's this unconscious aspect of, you know, you have your consistent ideas, you're voicing them, especially because you have the 4323, which is the genius to freak channel. So the way that you see things and explain them are going to be in this simplistic experience for people. And then we have the 33 to the 13, which is really like you, you gathering memories and, and really being able to share from the past, but it's very much this reflective experience, like this revelation experience, right? And then you have the sense of direction and identity from the G center into your sacral, which is this creative energy and life force energy. So it's like this whole thing of like, oh, I totally know who I am and what I'm talking about and my ideas and my creative energy. But then there's this gap between that and then, okay, but I see the potential for, you know, how we can support entrepreneurs and, and their gifts and safety and security. And so I wanted to point this out because I feel like this is almost the foundation of our conversation because you said you were transitioning in your business right mm -hmm. and then being that yeah. one three and I feel like the split is almost representative of the transition that you're making so I'm curious to hear your insights on that so far 
Yeah, I love that. I love the way you explain that so simplistically, which is why I love the, the what is it, the channel of um, structuring? That's the yeah. genius to freak channel. Is that right? Yeah. So I find that sometimes I speak before the world is ready for me to hear that, uh, for, for them to hear that. So that's quite fascinating. And I've actually held back from working with entrepreneurs, even though I've been an entrepreneur for like seven years, actually, I would say like, kind of 10 to 12 years with like having an Australian business number and stuff. And I, it was that imposter syndrome a little bit, hey, of like, am I where I want to be in business yet? Can I coach through my experiences and actually help people go through that trial and error process and have that be okay to screw up as many times as possible? So I actually held back from this kind of target for quite a while because I was like, am I well-versed in this enough? Like, have I done, so can I explain this in a simplistic kind of way? So I, as a many gen as well, I know that having one niche for me is also not supportive. Um, having a few different niches for me is, is amazing. Um, and that helps me feel really expansive. So in the online space, I feel like I'm definitely kind of transitioning into um, the conversation around my experience in business and how that can support people knowing like the basics and fundamentals of self-development and spirituality. So yeah, that's kind of the, the conversation happening at the moment, um, which is very exciting. Oh, this is so, this is so good. And you know what, one of the things too, I want to point out about the one three is that when I see people in the shadow of the one three, it's like, oh, I don't know enough. I need to keep experimenting, which then holds yep. people back, right? 100%. Yeah. But it's literally just a simple reframe that you are designed to experiment and you will always be seeking more information. And that's that's what there is to normalize. And I think that you've gotten to that point now where you finally said, hey, the experience that I have actually is enough. I can bring this wisdom to the people that I'm going to work with. I've experimented with it for seven to 12 plus years, right? So it is that, that yeah. declaration, right? And yeah. the interesting thing too, so let's dive into the gene keys a bit here. What I love about your gene keys is that the, the activation sequence, which is essentially what is our foundation and what is rooting us in our core stability of ourself and our life experiences. And what I like to say, our business are all gates in the G center. So it's like you, the more work that you do, and I don't want to say the more work, but let's say the more you play with, the more you experiment with what you identify with and what resonates with you, because that is quite literally your G center and like you declaring your lovability, that is going to create the foundation for your business, especially going into this next chapter on who it is you want to serve and who it is that you want to work with. And so I'm curious if that lands for you, because that's kind of a segue into when we were going to talk about the pearl sequence in a minute, but I just wanted to really point that out because that's, I always say when people are new to the gene keys and they want to look at, okay, well, how does this relate to my business? Your activation sequence is your incarnation cross in human design. And that is like your access point to creating your foundation. And that's so important to you, especially as a one line. Absolutely. And especially with my activation sequence as well, I know that, um, well, the incarnation cross, a lot of it's about me activating people, um, as opposed to keeping people in containers for a long amount of time and, and kind of helping them through the whole process. And I love to dive deep. I'm like a Scorpio through and through. So that is like totally my vibe, but I've realized that I love to kind of activate people and then leave. That's kind of my job because it, that then allows me to like discover a new process and kind of do a new experiment. Um, I feel like I've definitely for the last couple of years definitely gone in and out of the shadow of this whole conversation of 
when I explore what I love, which changes quite a lot, it's going to confuse my audience. So the biggest thing I've had to kind of understand about myself is the underlying theme that stays consistent and then what what the branches are from that. So me declaring my lovability for, let's say, the Gene Keys and human design at the moment, personally, just I'm loving that. It's kind of confusing for people who I've been talking about psychic mediumship for. You know, and and it's kind of like, are they different clientele? Are they? Is it going to confuse them? Is my brand confusing? So that kind of kind of ties into what you were just mentioning before of like, it's so amazing to be able to claim that, but on the shadow side, there's so much stuff around. Kind of like, can I build consistency around the inconsistency of what I love? Because uh, it changes so much. So that's kind of where I'm at, reflecting wise of what you just said. Yes. And you know what, one thing I love to, I want to talk about niching because this is like a, this is a huge thing. Like some people literally have full on businesses around helping people find their niche, which is completely understandable. And then I've heard things about, you know, if you have a defined G center, like you're your personal brand, if you have an undefined G center, you're going to have more fluidity. But the thing is, I think when it comes to niche, if you're just clear on how you can help someone and you're solving a specific problem, that's not necessarily a person. It could be a person that has that problem, but it doesn't need to be like this avatar. But for some people, it might resonate to have an avatar. But the thing is, one thing I love to do is look at, okay, well, how can you have like micro offers that do different things? Like you Absolutely. as a one, three many gen, it makes complete sense that you have, you know, certain offers or courses or one-on-one services that are psychic mediumship, but then you might actually have other ones that are related to human design or gene keys and what other, what, what other practices and things you do. Right. And that's what makes sense is you want to be able to plug in and plug out. And so Absolutely. I think that I just want to say that for the people watching and listening to this, because I've seen people get so paralyzed and not knowing who they're talking to. But the biggest thing is in all of this is that you can sell and share anything if you're fucking confident about it. 100%. Like that's that's literally 100%. that's literally it. Like if I can just take this pen and sell it to you, even though this pen isn't related to human design or Gene Key's business coaching, like everything I do is online. Why the fuck do you need a pen? But I'm confident about selling a pen. I'm going to sell you a fucking pen. Like <laughs> Like I just, I love that so much. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's something that's so important. And so I think honoring that, you know, reminding yourself, okay, I'm a one, three, I am designed to have these different plugins. Right. And then knowing that, you know, you are going to have those two conversations inside of you between your centers and the split. And it's like, okay, well, how can I play with this? And it's like being dynamic and playing in, in multiple places. That is how you're designed to show up. And I want to dive in specifically, cause we talked about this, like you in your culture sphere having mm-hmm. a six line and I'm excited to talk about the six line in the culture sphere because I've had this conversation with other people and they're like what the fuck does it mean system like <laughs> I don't understand like what this is yeah. and so when I was reading about this in the gene keys courses and the books and so on basically I love how a system it it, it actually quite literally reflects how you already work with people and I don't think you realize it Like you're using psychic mediumship as a system to support people. You're using human design as a system to support people. You're using gene keys as a system to support people, right? And I think that it's like the the nuance, like one of the ways that I've explained this to people is like, let's say, let's say, for example, spirituality is a system. 
in the sense that within that there's meditation, there's journaling, there's plant medicine, there's Oracle cards, there's different ways of tapping into things. And you're designed to bring these systems in a way to people that they can utilize them on their own because the sixth line is also this vibe of like on the roof, like seeing things like what's next, like it's a different way. It's in this, this teetering tipping point of evolution, right? So obviously with all these systems that you're using, all of them have to relate to the next thing. Like they are a very on the roof experience, right? So then when we look at, and I love that you have the 28 in here. So purposelessness, and this is found in the splenic center, part of that channel of struggle, purposelessness, like there needs to be a purpose to what it is that you're doing and the people that you're connecting with. Like if they don't have a purpose and they're not clear on like what the fuck they're doing, it's going to be really challenging for you to connect because you're like, I have all these systems that I can offer you, but yeah, like it's not right. So the people who resonate with, it doesn't mean that they have to have the 28 in their chart. That's not it. Right. It's just, Mm -hmm. this is just a tangible thing for our human experience. Right. So the purposelessness, it's funny because when we look at things in life, there's always going to be the flip side. Like the totality is what I love is that within what we do, there's going to be a purpose. And then there's just not going to be a purpose, you know, like it's life and death there. It's, you know, wind and stillness, it's the exhale, it's the inhale, like, there's always going to be a purpose and not a purpose of of doing something. And I think that when we look at totality and immortality, it's like looking at that life and death, like it's always going to exist. But it's being curious about, well, what is possible within this experience of having no purpose, like there's always going to be something in there, right? So I think that this is this is really beautiful. If you look at the work that you do with clients, it's like, okay, these are the different systems that I use, helping you tap into your purpose and bringing the full picture together. So I'm curious to hear a little bit more about what it is that you're doing with clients to see if that resonates with my riff on the culture sphere. Absolutely. So it's so interesting. The transition in my business has come from clients, uh, like reflecting back in, in readings and what actually is being channeled through and so when I first started my journey it was a lot more of relationships body dysmorphia it was a lot more of like self-esteem kind of it reflected what I was going through and then the last kind of year or so is when obviously I'd felt a massive purposelessness in my business and a massive disconnect from the totality of what it is I was creating because clearly I was going through this shift unconsciously and my conscious mind hasn't hadn't really caught up yet so the work that I'd been kind of doing with clients without even kind of realizing it recently has been a lot more driven towards like, why am I here? What am I doing? And me having the systems to kind of go, hey, Jinkies is a map of your foundation, of your health, of your business, of your this, of your that. So um, especially psychic mediumship as well, a lot of the questions recently are around career and purpose. And I, it's so interesting because for me personally, I've actually like never really cared not cared about um, having a business, but I never wanted one, which is funny um, because I kind of tripped into it. um, And that's how I kind of say it. And then I've I've obviously consciously chose to keep going, but it's funny that that is my kind of culture sphere because I, I cannot wake up and have like what feels like no purpose. And if I do feel like no purpose, there's always a depth of meaning as to what this void is and what the death process is within that. So it definitely reflects the work that I'm doing with clients. And I think the sixth line as well, as you said, it's kind of like on the roof. It's that 
looking down to see what's possible. I mean, psychic mediumship is literally tapping into future patterns and future predictions. So it kind of makes sense as to that's the next step for you. And I'm literally guiding people out of where they are and into where they're going next. So it's kind of cool to see that all be like tied together. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I'm I'm really happy that you know, when you came in, you're like systems, I don't know. I was like, Oh, I know how to explain this. <laughs> and it just, I, I feel that. like it, yeah. it just clicked so well, right. And people, they get so hung up, like, what do you mean system? And it's, it's just mm-hmm. different pockets of where you can connect with people. Right. So yeah. let's, let's dive in more. Now that we've already kind of like went straight for the jugular into the pearl sequence. I know that you wanted to dive into your entire pearl sequence, talking about connecting with your people, like your brand, your you selling your truth, this you, your how you're designed to tap into prosperity and be of service. So one of the big things that, and actually this is obviously people watching and listening, like the audience, like if you have your pearl sequence, like pay attention to the way that I talk about this. You probably have different gene keys in there, but it's still the kind of structure of how this can show you your business path essentially. So your vocation is first your core wound in the Venus sequence. And your core wound is like your deepest inner wounding that is imprinted in you when you're in the womb of your mother. And it's your biggest your biggest wounding around aloneness, right? So for example, the entire Venus sequence is about really tapping into the possibility of unconditional love and connecting with others. And then the core wound is around this fear of being alone. So when we look at it becoming the vocation, this is our biggest creative space because we this becomes our core talent in terms of what we share. So when we look at the 12th gene key, it's a gate in the throat center and it's obviously unconsciously defined because this is the unconscious Mars, right? So this gate is all about this gracious way of self-expressing, right? Because it's part of that channel reaching for the 22. The 22 has the the city of graciousness. And so when we look at vanity as a shadow, it's like this inner focus on ourselves, who we are, what we have to say. And there's like this lack of consideration for other people and how we express ourselves. And so when we look at discrimination, it's really being able to differentiate like what is coming from my heart and what is not and how can I express this and so when we get to that level of authenticity that is like us just being in our purest form which is the city of purity right so the line two the marketing so in the pearl sequence all of the lines have to do with the script writer metaphor because the script writer metaphor that we see in here it shows how everyone's role let's say within script writing whether you're creating a theatrical performance or a movie, everyone's rules have to come together to make it happen, right? So for example, marketing, what that means is that this, the two line always holds the the energy of like being self-expressed, but connecting with other people and being very passionate about what it is that they're doing. And so when we look at this as a whole, the 12.2 as a core talent, it's like when you go inwards, and you look at how you've been disconnected from yourself, or let's say like selfishly expressing yourself without discriminating what is the truth and what is your way to connect with other people graciously, and you come to that pure state, that's what's going to allow you to connect with other people. And I know that you've talked about doing group and one-on-ones, and obviously systems allows you to do groups and one-on-ones because it's very dynamic, but that's kind of the start of how you're going to commence your your prosperous journey in terms of being of service through your business. So I'm curious how 
that's landing for you so far? Because I feel like the 12 can also be a bit elusive. And and so mm-hmm. it's uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Oh my God. When I read the 12 and Vanity, I was like shot. Like it is one of the hardest, I feel like shadows um, to kind of stomach a little bit, especially because it comes from the throat center. And all my life I've had people say, what is with the tone of your voice? And I've never meant it in that way, but I know that it has that frequency. So it's less about what I say and how I say it. And so there's, I've always had to be mindful of that, but I've never understood it until this kind of vocation and this core wounding that I've had. So it's been really fascinating um, to kind of see that. And I've noticed if I've shared online through kind of my two line energy, um, I noticed that when I show up from a place of like my heart and a tone that's I guess a lot more inviting than a tone that's like kind of like just spitting fire in like a not great way. I noticed the disconnect and the connection with my business so and the people on the other side as well. It's like I, I'm not seen unless I'm coming from that pure place of like discriminating what what is healthy to be expressed and what is not healthy to be expressed. So vanity was one of like, yeah, the hardest things because I also very much identify with the shadow of um, elitism, which is really hard to like honor within myself. But I, in a, when I was spiritually awakening, my biggest thing that I tripped into, which I wasn't aware of, was like thinking I was somehow purer than others, which is just, oh, makes me want to be sick at like the thought of that. But once you like kind of of claim that and honor it it's a lot easier to kind of deal with it because you're like oh I tripped into that again right and it was kind of this me looking from like being like what why aren't you doing this like what are you doing like why are you you know it was very judgmental without even realizing it so I've learned a lot about vanity and kind of seen that the purity is like I've always naturally also been able to see the innocence in others even when I'm watching a movie, I will see that the murderer literally has like a beautiful heart and like is literally a child inside who just something went wrong. And like, I, all I want to do is like help them reconnect with their purity because I truly believe everyone can be transformed. So that whole gene key has been a massive learning for me. Um, and hilariously, line two, I've always felt shit at marketing, excuse the French, um, but I've always had troubles with like what marketing is and if I'm able to market, because if you're good at marketing, you then should be getting a lot more clients, like as a belief system, I guess. And I actually offloaded all my marketing last year, which is why I lost like tens of thousands of dollars. So um, it's funny that I was completely in my shadow of my of my genius. So I'd, I'm just curious to know that maybe that a little bit more on like the marketing and like sharing what I'm passionate about because that comes naturally to me. But I think I got to the point where I was like, but I'm still not getting the amount of clients that I desire. So I'm going to offload this to a marketer and kind of see what they can do. And it was just horrendous. Like my business, that's why I felt purposeless really in my business because I wasn't connected to my two line. So I'm sorry, that was like a lot, but um, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm listening. I'm listening. And I'm glad you brought up the marketing aspect because I was going to dive into that, but I wanted to kind of give that space for you to share your thoughts yeah. before I did. So Amazing. marketing, marketing is a funny thing because I, I feel that People think that marketing and selling is synonymous, but really, in my opinion, they're they're different, right? So marketing is sharing. And I think that when, like right now, we're gaining a lot more clarity in terms of how you're designed to show up and share and connect with your people, right? We just talked about the culture sphere and it's like, maybe the reason why you didn't feel confident to market is because you weren't clear on who you were talking to and what it is that you wanted to do because you were in the shadow of that one, three aspect. 
right? The other thing that I talk about too, and I share this with sacral beings, but also I feel like any type can resonate with this, but I feel that when it comes to sacral energy, because it's recharged by the things that we love doing and it's 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 really based and rooted in satisfaction is that if we do things with an agenda rather than from the joy of our sacral energy that's like an inauthentic way of marketing and therefore you're not actually going to connect with your ideal client so i think the other thing right so if you've like handed off your marketing you're basically declaring that you don't trust yourself so then if yep. you don't trust yourself and it's like, okay, well, I need to produce these results so that then I can trust myself because you have to, you know, prove that you have that heart center, right? It's like, I'm going to prove that I can market <laughs> myself, right? Yep. But then it's yep. like, it's like the, the, the horse goes before the cart where you have to trust yourself first because then the authenticity comes through, right? And, and so it's interesting because when we look at the life's work, which is also known as a brand sphere in the gene keys is that that entropy is like when things are discombobulated, right? So if you look at your brand and how you're you're showing up and you're sharing your story and so on, the entropy is like, it's just not, it's not working. It's not connected, right? It's also part of the G center. The sense of direction is lost. The identity is lost. And the freshness and beauty is bringing something new. But in order to create something new, we have to trust ourselves and how we show up. So I feel like that I kind of went off on a tangent based on the marketing and, and so on, but yeah. I hope that I'm curious how, how that lands for you. And if you have any questions or any like aha moments about it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think that what you mentioned about marketing and selling being different is I, I kind of had to believe that I had to do all of it. Whereas I think when you kind of map out the gene keys a little bit and like kind of zoning into your zone of genius and like your most creative expression of self in an authentic way, you can kind of go, this is what I'm good at. And I've always been good at sharing. So um, I don't know whether you call that influencing. One of my um, beautiful friends who's in this space as well was like, you have been really kind of influencing through sharing your passion for so long and you didn't even realize it. And then you felt like you had to sell with an agenda. You had to create a business, you know, like all of these things, like especially pressure for me is a, is a sticking point the energy of pressure. So when I feel like I'm at a stage in my business where I kind of have to have to grow, I'm even noticing myself using these words that I just totally programmed into me. Um, but I, I realized the moment I started taking my business seriously, which is kind of funny because my SQ is all about releasing seriousness. Um, the more I'm in delight, the more I actually sell naturally and market naturally. So it's kind of like without selling, I sell. And it's real weird because that requires such deep trust because it goes against the whole system of what we've been taught in traditional business and traditional marketing. Like I am in this kind of small business program in Australia right now. That's kind of like, they say, go where the money is. And I'm like, mm, I, I feel like I'm shifting that paradigm a little bit. So I don't resonate, but it's that constant contrast I've come up against of like, can you do this? Can you trust yourself? Can you really be anchored in your zone of genius? Um, and that be enough to kind of create a sustainable and maintainable business. So I went off at a bit of tension, I think as well, but that's kind of like my reflection. And then we might talk about the brand sphere a little bit more, which I can dive into too, but yeah. Yes. So no, that was, that was so good. And I love what you said, just like that really stuck with me. So I'm going to lean into it around go where the money is. Because I found that when I dove into the pearl sequence, it took away the go where the bunny is because then you actually realize how you get to be a contribution, right? So we've literally had a conversation in the last 20 minutes where it's like your inner, your inner deepest wounding is alchemizing vanity so that you can be self-expressed in the purest 
most authentic way possible. How can you not connect with your ideal clients in that way? It gives a permission slip, especially as a manifesting generator, that potency to your voice literally gives the permission for others to be self-expressed. Your entire mm -hmm. activation sequence is rooted in the G center. That's all about magnetizing what is aligned for you. It's all about influencing others in terms of self-love, their direction that they're going in, their identity, right? So it's like, it's more, it's less about the money and it's more about who you're being and how you're showing up, right? This is why we're having a conversation yep. about the pearl sequence. And so, and then you look at the culture sphere and like the people who are most likely going to resonate with you, which is, it's just, it doesn't mean that you can't talk to people or connect with people or create a culture with people who don't resonate with purpose or, you know, the whole shebang and totality. It just means that you're probably going to share these similar fractal lines and conversations with these types of people. And it's like, okay, if you're connecting with the correct people, then you're going to be able to be of service to them and they're going to be able to have a transformation. And then now going back into the brand sphere. So that one line is, you know, the first gene key. Like this is, this is definitely a, a more of a yang energy, that masculine energy, but you still need that presence to, to make an impact. And it's like the one line. So being 1.1, that creator is like you're like it's so funny how you talked about earlier how you're like yeah I really just want to like come in and like help people start like I'm an activator and then I get out it makes sense yeah. because you're going to go in the creator the one line usually in any sphere that it's in it's going to hold the flavors of initiating something new starting something that's mm -hmm. never been started before which requires a lot of self-trust which we've talked about and it's about either passing it on or collaborating with other people so here you are mm -hmm. going in creating freshness with an entrepreneur or the ideal client that you're working with. And from that, they're, they're going to you and them, you know, you're going to create something new together and they're going to find their own beauty in it. And it's like their responsibility to continue nurturing that, but you've done your job, you've gone in and you've activated them. Right. So it's like, literally, I feel it's so funny. I was just like, wow, your brand sphere just paints the whole fucking picture of what yeah. we talked about. Yeah, I love I love the brand sphere because um, when I was reading and like really diving into entropy and what that brought up for me, which is this numbness. And I just know that like I've experienced so much numbness over the past, like, I mean, my whole life, um, but especially in the last couple of years, I went through quite a lot living overseas during COVID times and just like lots of different things, long distance relationships, blah, blah, blah. And especially in my work, um, I'd noticed how numb I felt in my work and and how not fresh I felt and I wasn't seeing the beauty in everything really and I was stuck in that kind of zombie like automatic mode which then turns into the shadow of like the line two marketing so really not sharing what I'm passionate about or having an agenda so it kind of all kind of works out and plays out together and I'm curious to know maybe like how does like the the life's work and the vocation kind of come hand in hand with who you're working with because I know that they of everything's obviously connected and I've read a lot about like how the brand is like who you like the energy people feel when they're in your presence so if I'm in the the gift of freshness people will feel like fresh but they will get the teaching of the vocation which is like vanity discrimination is that kind of I don't know I would love to hear your thoughts on like how they they go together yes so it's I mean there's no there's no one answer or right answer it's going to be what feels like the truth for you but one of the yeah. things I will say about the brand sphere so the reason why it's called brand is brand actually means uh, it's uh, a word for sword and it's formerly known I think in Latin as Brennan and it, so it's like your sword so what it is you're you're meant to you know it's an extension of you. When you think about the sword in your hand is an extension of you. Your brand is an extension of you. And it also has to do with the sun or to burn, 
right? So you have the conscious sun energy and your brand is, for example, like metaphorically speaking, how you burn an impression on others, right? So if we look at, and in the pearl sequence too, so we have the three different pathways. So we have the vocation to the culture sphere is a pathway of initiation. So it's like once you've, so I'll talk about the pathways. I think that'll make more sense in terms of how it's all connected. So once you've really contemplated your deepest inner wounding and you realize like, oh my gosh, this is my, this is my big creative talent, like that I'm here to share with other people that sparks an initiation to go and connect with the people and create the culture that you want to have within your business, which leads to the culture sphere. Right. And then we have the pathway of growth where it's, we have the pathway of growth going from the culture to the life's work and then the pathway of service. And those two pathways, the pathway of growth is like, obviously your brand and how you show up is going to connect with the people that you're creating a culture with. Right. But then your culture is also going to be the consequence of your brand. So that's how they're interconnected. And then we look at the service and that's kind of what you were suggesting. It's like, well, what does it mean the vocation to your your brand? And it's it's like part of your story, you can speak about and in the content that you create, podcast episodes, posts, whatever it is, you can speak about your experience of entropy, freshness, and beauty. You don't have to necessarily use those words, but you can still paint a picture. You just shared it so beautifully where you're like, I had this numbness and I realized that I wasn't inspired by what it is that I'm doing. And I was lacking leadership. Like these are all the things that are connected to the the first gene key. Right. So it's like, you can share that, but then also you can bring in the language that there's like you sharing your inner wounding and what you've alchemized and you sharing like your fucking purpose and intention with that brand spirit, that conscious sun energy that is going to be of service to the collective. Because you're sharing your story. When we share our stories, when we share our struggles, when we share our wins, when we share all the things, it impacts people. And that gets to make a difference for people. Like one story can change someone's life. One book can change someone's life. One quote can change someone's life. So then when we look at, actually, before I dive into all of that, I want, I'll want i start talking about the pearl in a minute, but I'm curious to hear if you can kind of see that connection and then that last pathway is the pathway of quantum, which leads to the pro, which I'll talk about in a minute, but I'm curious what's come up for you so far and listening to that. Yeah. Oh no, it definitely, I love the pathways because it does give you a bit of a um, more of a flow, I guess you could say. So yeah, definitely sharing. I think it's so interesting because I didn't share a lot about entropy. I'd rather just not sh- show up in that space so then I was in the void a lot and now I'm kind of seeing it from a different perspective where I can share about my entropy and about the numbness from this place of freshness so giving like a new perspective because I know that um the kind of energy of this uh, gene key one as well listening to like Richard Rudd's um, audio recordings and stuff is definitely about the fool and I resonate that with that in tarot resonate with the fool and the magician the most and the fool is like this beautiful new beginning like this stepping into the unknown and trusting that even if it bloody miserably fails and it burns and crashes. You've stepped out of this numbness and into life. And I feel like that's, that encapsulates, I know that, isn't it? The life's work, like 70% of who you are, I think like, yeah. So like a massive part of who I am is like diving into that unknown and having so much self-trust that like, even if it doesn't work and even if it doesn't work in the way that I want it to, I know that there is like purpose to that. And I know that like I've stepped out of that and into freshness. So I think like a big, like, it's like a, it's like a permission slip. I find the gene keys, human design, like all of this, like a massive permission slip for what we kind of like already know. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of like my reflection on that so it, far. 
it's interesting because listening to you, you holding back, like this is such an example of the pathway that connects the brand and the vocation. Like you holding back, not wanting to share about entropy, maybe because you haven't quite figured everything out is obviously the shadow of like the point one, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have all the evidence yet, but it's also the shadow of vanity, like not yeah. wanting to look bad, not wanting to be seen, right? Yeah. But then, when, but then you realize that you discriminated that if I can actually see, you know, the possibility or potential in my numbness and share this and the 12 is in the throat center, mm -hmm. then yep. you're obviously going to create something fresh and new. And then yep. you're purely expressing yourself. That's like a, you literally unconsciously <laughs> described <laughs> like a perfect connection between <laughs> those two spheres with the pathway. I was like listening. She was like, oh, she knows this, but she doesn't realize that she knows this. And you just like reflecting that back right now is like so perfect because now it makes sense. Like it was such a, a beautiful reflection of like how you just structured that. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. And I really, I really haven't because I thought that when I'm in entropy, then I'm pushing people away from like my true expression of my brand, as opposed to kind of seeing the beauty in the numbness and like sharing from that space, which ultimately, yes, will create something quite fresh. So love that. Amazing. So good. So good. So good. Yeah. So let's talk about the pearl then, because I feel like the pearl is obviously, you know, heavily rooted in prosperity. And if people are still seeing the pearl sequence from the lens of money, then it's like they get drawn to that. But I, what I love about the pearl sequence is that it just it drains all of the bullshit. And it's really about how simple can you enjoy your life right now? How how present can you be? in seeing what is right in front of your face right now that is already prosperous and it's it's it is naturally coming from this place of abundance it's not just reaching for more abundance but it's like the consequence of you embodying and showing up in your brand in your vocation in your culture and so 43 being in the ajna because i'm i always like interlace the two systems you know this the simplicity it's interesting because like the pearl holds your pearls of wisdom in terms of your experience and your relationship to prosperity. And the 43 is obviously in the Ajna, which has to do with your ideas, your beliefs, your perception. It's part of the genius to free channel that you have, which is obviously, you know, activated in your chart. And it's like looking at deafness is like this unwillingness to see or hear things differently because sometimes what can happen especially with the defined ajna or defined gates in the ajna it's like you have a specific way that you process and see things and so this deafness is just like this unwillingness to hear or see things differently but then in order to shift things like we need to have an insight or a space of curiosity which then leads to that that switch and being able to hear or see something differently it leads to the epiphany and the realization right but yeah. sometimes like we have to not hear things or see things to realize like the the numbness in that right mm -hmm. and so it's like how can I be open-minded especially because it's in the ajna like being the open-minded and being curious the fifth line with power the fifth line holds all the flavors of leadership making an impact you know, really being that mentor, that heroic energy as well. And it's like, okay, well, how can I offer insights and epiphanies to people so that they can tap into their own version of prosperity, which I feel like with the work that you do with entrepreneurs, especially because epiphanies are 
a moment of realization. We don't like, we can have many epiphanies in a row. We're like, oh my God, this, and then holy shit, that. And then you kind of go off and off. But every single one of those epiphanies is a moment. So it's funny because again, this comes back to how you're interested in being an activator for people because to activate someone, it's like an ignition. It's it's an initiation. It's the beginning of something, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I'm curious how that's landing for you so far when you consider the pearl and the consequence of your entire pearl sequence. Yeah, I love I love the pearl. You know, it's actually the least one I've contemplated, which is very fascinating. I've contemplated a lot of the line and power because I know I've watched some of Rich Rudd, Richard Rudd's stuff about how that relates to um kind of money and prosperity and how those two things go hand in hand and like how I think the line five is are usually gifted with quite a lot of money to have a greater impact and so one of the affirmations I think I've heard is like when I um the more like prosperity I have the more the greater impact which is interesting because it comes into a lot of money wounds that I've like had to deal with of like am I worthy of like this much money and but I know that the more money I have the greater impact I can also kind of provide so I've definitely fallen into the shadow of that multiple times um, but with deafness, I actually linked that a lot to deep listening. And I found that I just played with this even over the last two weeks when I traveled to the UK. I was like, I'm just going to sit back and listen as deeply and as intentionally as I can. But it was almost like not intentional, but I felt so intentional. And I just found that like naturally then people would ask me question, questions and like I'd be able to provide insight. So I find that when I'm trying to like push my uh, opinion or like my specific way of doing something or when I actually almost push my insight onto people I'm not really listening to the conversation that needs to be had so I can't contribute in the best way and I don't know if you know um the Deja Blue podcast you know Blue have you like seen any of her YouTube stuff she's really good friends with Richard Rudd and she actually has the exact same incarnation cross as me and she has the 43 and she's literally like 70% deaf and she's a beautiful spiritual entrepreneur. She's amazing. And so I relate to her so much because she actually has had to go partially deaf to tap into the gift of insight and deep listening and being able to kind of see the and feel the energy of what the conversation is, um, which I love. And the other funny thing is that my partner sometimes gets annoyed at me because every afternoon in the car, when I pick him up from work, I'm like, I've had this inf- insight and I've had an epiphany and it's constant revelations, like literally constant. And he just zones out. His ADHD just goes, you've said the same thing over and over. <laughs> and he's like, how many revelations are you going to goddamn have? And I'm like, well, in the simplest form, this is like my gift to the world. It's like the insights and the epiphanies that I have and the activation because I know that that activation leads to another moment. And then those moments create and connect the dots of your future anyways. And so in psychic sessions, especially, I am like downloading insight and kind of almost programming them with a different epiphanies that they can use to kind of catapult their life and, and have them not deaf to themselves anymore and to like, start listening to themselves that's kind of how it shows up that's so good I also feel like it's the 61 that you have hanging out in your head center because that is part of the channel of Mm -hmm. inspiration and that's like known as like insights 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 like my fiance has that whole channel but I think the 43 as well down to the 23 is also like very inspiring because you're like sharing your ideas right so I love Mm -hmm. that that's so good so we've talked about We've talked about your design consistency, like how to be of service. And I'm curious if you take a moment to just think now that we've really dove into your pearl sequence, you're moving into this new chapter of 
supporting entrepreneurs and creatives and whatnot. What are you seeing for yourself that you can leverage here that will help you create your version of consistency? Mm. I feel like honestly tapping back into the the sharing and the passion and knowing that that's enough, like genuine, like that's it. It's kind of like, that's enough. What I know is enough. What I share is enough. It's enough to maintain and sustain like a business that constantly grows and changes and like pivots because I think a lot of the shadow that I've dealt with is um, kind of when I start something new and fresh that I have to start again and that my business will go back to stage one and it's actually like no I have a massive foundation behind me and this is just the next step in evolution so I'm kind of seeing consistency come from I've already built such a strong foundation and whilst maybe my finances doesn't don't match up physically in that way. I know that prosperity will come if I just keep kind of evolving in that way and keep kind of tuning into what it is that I am good at, I guess you could say. That's yes. kind of how I see it around consistency. But I did I did want to ask this question, which ties into consistency. And I don't know whether this is like an experiment, experiment a part of me, but it's just kind of come up. So I went through this stage of like pricing my um, packages at like, you know, 5k, like more in the thousands because of the deep work I was doing and, and the lots of trauma work. And I know that you're kind of pulling back um, kind of one-on-one sessions, which is what I did as well for quite a while, um, because you just can't go as deep with people. And I love depth as well as activation. So anyways, my point being, I then came back to Australia and the energetics here were just like super weird. And I actually then completely underpriced. And I'm only now making my way back up to kind of what feels right for me. And I don't, that's like, that was so inconsistent because it's also confusing for my brand because one minute I'm like pricing it at that. And then the next minute I'm like here and I can't seem to kind of match this. And my beliefs and my feelings around this has definitely changed a lot. I don't feel the call to like price it at insanely, you know, crazy prices purely because the system, like when I really feel like a system being the collective and where we're at, I want to be able to have lots of different things that tailor to different needs in the community. And I feel like that's my gift to the world is being able to like price point at different places. So I'm in this real experimenting right now, but I feel like a lot of my worthiness has been so disconnected. So, and then I look at line five power and I'm like, what the fuck you know so I don't know whether there's any like reflections or where to kind of look at in the chart for that or whether you have any like yeah, I'm really curious to see yes I yeah. think I actually think this is like a far-sighted perspective of this is that I've seen a ton of entrepreneurs shift their pricing in the last couple of years because I think collectively the way that people were investing in 2020 is not the same as you know, 2022, 2023, like 2021 was still there, but I'm seeing a shift now. And I don't think that it's personal to the people. It could be if somebody, you know, really wasn't delivering on their services and eventually people stopped investing in them, like that makes sense. But there's so much nuance in this. And I think that what's important is that we just continue to look at, and it sounds like this is what you're doing, is just having accessibility of different price points while also looking at how can I be accessible and have an equitable business where, you know, there's different price points, different forms of investments and support that I can give, but also my needs are being met. Because That's otherwise, it. like otherwise, I mean, this ties into like, misogyny where it's like women are trained to over deliver over compensate because we're supposed to be nurturing and we're not being well compensated like that's a whole 
other fucking wormhole that we could get into. But what I think is important is like what you were talking about is coming back to your truth, your sharing, like looking at also relying on the sacral, what lights you up coming from a place of joy, not an agenda. You know, if let's say you launch something and you're like strategically planning, okay, I want to make this much money. So I'm going to price it at this amount and this many people need to sign up that might not light you up. So how would that ever be sustainable? Right? Yeah. So love that. everything that I'm saying is simply pointing back to yes, continue experimenting. And the experiments that you do might be new because you're a one three. And so it's just a matter of experimenting, gathering data, connecting, looking to respond to your environment, because you're a sacral being asking your audience, hey, what things do you resonate with investing in right now? Is it one-on-one? Is it small group? Is it master classes? Looking at what you can respond to. And then you're going to come here back to this conversation and you're going to look at your pearl sequence and be like, these are my gifts. This is how I'm designed to market myself. This is how I'm going to share my truth. And then you're going to find a rhythm and a natural consistency in terms of how you show up embodied in your energy from a place of being of service over quote, going to where the money is, like some of the conversations that you've been hearing lately in the industry. So I'm I'm curious if that is a permission slip for you. And if you feel supported in going back into the experimenting, because that is so important for a three line. Massive. Yeah. And I, I love the, the perspective of the collective and where we're at, because I've seen it a lot myself, which is like, there's so many changes and there's so many Facebook threads and like lots of different things I've been witnessing from people I'm responding basically to what I've been seeing in my environment and people talking about how they're investing 20 30k and getting absolutely nothing out of that and I'm like where did we go wrong here like the emptiness the entropy the numbness the just hey sign up to this and then you're going to get this but you don't get any of it and I experienced that so I'm definitely coming from a place of healing trauma around that myself from investments I've made at price points that I found were absolutely ridiculous and I'm kind of like I never want to like my biggest um value in business is integrity and duty of care because I've had people fail that on my behalf too many times and so I love what you said about like are my basic needs being met and like it's not yes like it's not like an all conversation it's like a yes and I love that so it's like yeah are my needs being met and can I offer different um, price points for different things without burning myself out because my open root center in human design like (laughs) yeah burnout yeah, it was my middle name for like the majority of my life. So having to kind of go when I relax, I receive, you know, like when I rest, I receive. So I've got a lot of shifting to do, but I'm definitely in the experimenting phase um, once again. And I'm being called half offline, to be honest with you as well. Like I'm getting called to work more um, in containers with people in person because I feel like, I don't know what it is, but like, I just feel at the moment, there's a shift in feeling that deep, value of what I can give in like person and I'm kind of just a little turned off by I've been in the social media world for like I don't know seven to eight years now doing blogging and stuff so I'm feeling a shift in that too so I'm experimenting in lots of different ways right now yes that's so good and honestly I think 
I think a lot of things have been burned to the ground in the industry. And I think that the experimenting for you is really important. The three line, even in your purpose sphere, the three line of movement, like having that movement, the way that you connect, the way that you flow. I know a lot of people who are doing hybrid or moving to more in person. Like I think that there was just a lot of unworkability and there was a lack of integrity in a lot of the ways that, you know, we've marketed and sold and delivered and we're all learning. Like I know no one's perfect. Even myself, I've made a lot of changes in my own business, but I think that when we come back, I really believe, I mean, I'm so biased, but I really think that coming back to human design and gene keys, like our conversation today, you know, I, I wasn't sitting here and t- talking to you about how you're strategically going to make money. I sat here with you and I said, Hey, these are your gifts. This is where you're going to see your shadows. This is how you're going to, you know, process them, work through them. This is how you're going to share with them. This is how you're going to fucking connect with people. And what what's going to happen, Kay, that's going to cause the impact of you making an impact and connecting with the right people. And that's, yep. I think, was lacking in the last few years in the industry. So yeah, that's what's been lacking. It's more gone to strategy and there's strategy in what we've shared today, but in such a fluid way. And I feel like I definitely, my default is like yang energy because I was an ex-gymnast who was just like crazy, crazy brought up in that world, you know? So going towards strategy, what's going to work? This is how we do it, blah, blah, blah. It's like what I'm used to. That's my default. But I, I, don't, I never get anywhere doing that because I know that it's all in the self and I know it's all in the energetics of who we are as a person, which is represented through our brand, which naturally kind of gravitates people towards, you know, us as well. So yeah, I was definitely sold into the lack of integrity in terms of like, this is just how you make 5k a month or, you know, six figures a month or whatever it is. And I got, I, I fell for the bells and whistles and I never thought I would, to be honest, because I was always so like against it, but I guess I had to experience that kind of learn and go, that's never what I want. I never want to do that to people. And I never want to experience that ever again. So it's been amazing to kind of yeah, see what's happening in the industry. And I'm so passionate about this industry. I feel like our conversation today is definitely what people need to have a lot more of because we're just activating their gifts and and helping them kind of align with their true purpose, which ties into my culture, I guess. And you you just flow from there. Like naturally what's going to happen is what's going to happen. So I love that. So good. Do you feel, do you feel more clarity and direction and just confidence from our conversation today? Is there anything else that you want to ask that you think would support you? For some reason, I, oh my God, like a hundred percent. I feel like you've reflected back at me, like unconsciously what I know. And so, you, you know, we never tell anything new, right? We're just like reflecting back what we already know, which I find hilarious that we like either pay people or get on sessions or whatever for them to reflect back what we already know, which I find hilarious. Um, But I keep being drawn to the attraction sphere. I don't know why, but there's just something in that in terms of how that ties together with like commitment and devotion. Cause I've seen that recently in myself. There has been so many times that I have just wanted to half-heartedly like tap out of my business. And like the last year and a half of me, I have had to devote myself more than you can know, like with my business so does that tie into kind of all of the pearl as well? I'd imagine it all kind of comes into play. Yeah, of course, it's all interconnected. And it's funny that you talked about the attraction sphere because I was I was looking I was looking at it earlier and I was like, oh, there's definitely flavors of this coming up in a conversation like this. The half heartedness, I feel like also ties into when you were sharing about how you passed on your marketing and how mm-hmm. you pulled back from the sharing, right? Like it was yeah. just, oh, you know, like someone else is going to do it. They're better off than me. And the attraction yeah. sphere is really about, it's okay. In traditional human design 
or not human design, sorry, Gene Key's language, the attraction sphere is our sexual wounding. It's like the kinds yeah. of relationships that we attract. But I like to say like, it's the kind of experiences that we attract through our business, right? Because we are yeah. co-creating with our business and, and sure. the sexual wounding that sex can be a co-create. It is a co-created process, whether you're literally having sex or you're like building a business, like it, there's the parallels there. So anyways, the point is the half-heartedness is like, again, coming back to that self-trust, right? And I think that yeah. the self-trust, again, this that keeps coming back in this conversation, I feel like it's also very rooted in the in your activation sequence because all of that has to do with the G-Center and our identity and how we know ourselves is very rooted in trust, right? So when we look mm -hmm. at commitment, I feel like even our conversation today is an expression of your commitment. Like you attracted this conversation because maybe you were in and out in terms of pivoting in your business and there was a bit of half-heartedness there we have this conversation because you're then okay no i'm going to commit to looking at utilizing the gifts of my gene keys and human design and it's leading into that devotion which i hear a lot of devotion in the last in particular in the last like 15 20 minutes of our conversation because we're talking about the importance of integrity we're talking about the importance of cleaning up the shady shit that we've done in business and you know how we could have done things differently right and so that fifth line, the shadow side of entrapment is like being stuck in a pattern, right? And the sensuality, if we think about sensuality, it's about this flow, right? Being able to have a flow. And I think that's really going to be supportive too of that one, three profile that you have as well. So when I look yeah. at that, I, I feel like the attraction sphere kind of represents, and it's in the sacral too, right? So that creative energy connecting to the G center, that sense of direction, lovability. I feel like our conversation today has almost been an example of the 29th gene key, right? We yeah. come in and it's like, oh, in between. And then we're like, no, this is the commitment. This is the devotion. This is how I'm going to implement this wisdom into my business. I'm curious if that yeah. lands for you. Yeah, I feel like it ties everything together. And honestly, it tie like the attractions be there for me, especially if we just speak about business has been what I've experienced the whole time, because I hear a lot of people outside of me kind of go, at what point do you give up? And that is obviously a representation of the voice that I have had in my head many times, but I've never given into that because I'm like not in this for like a win, like a big win or whatever. It's like constant little wins that kind of keep you going. And that's devotion. It's like knowing that even when it gets tough, like you show up and that's my resiliency from being a gymnast. Like I'm had a lot of trauma from that, but a lot of gifts as well. And so I feel like that energy there and like being stuck in patterns and knowing that like I can shift my way out of this I can like sensually feel like when I need to like pivot and like move through you know what I need to do and what I need to experiment with so I, I think that that attraction sphere has definitely played if not I would argue one of the biggest parts in my business journey when it comes to the ups and downs and what it's it's what made me really devoted to this path and not giving up um, but allowing myself to give up but then stay devoted to the path itself so yes. yeah, I think that ties into everything. Yeah. So beautiful. I really loved Amazing. our conversation today. And before, Amazing. before I wrap things up, I want to ask what is a piece of wisdom? It can be based on today's conversation or whatever hits you that you feel that you need to leave with the audience today. That's a good question. I used to do podcasting. I still love these questions. Maybe I need to start again. Um, honestly, oh my gosh, what would I say? I would, I would say based off the conversation, but based off my previous experience, just within the last like couple of weeks is, is the pearl. If I could offer anything is like to deeply listen and not have to, not have to have your voice heard, but allow your voice to be heard. I don't know where that came from just then, but, and I've never said that 
in my life, but that feels really potent is like, we're all really wanting to be heard. And I work with a lot of clients who really desire to be heard because they've never felt heard in their life. But a lot of us are then just speaking for the sake of speaking and not deeply being heard. And I feel like if you just allow yourself to sit back and deeply listen, you will be invited to like speak your truth and that will be heard by the right people. So yeah, that just came from nowhere, but it feels right. (laughs) No, I love this because it's in hearing that we connect with people. And when we connect with people, that's how we co-create. This is how we support people. Like it makes complete sense. So I think it's beautiful that that came through. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much for this. This has been absolutely amazing. I love your teaching and I love the way that you share. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. And to the audience, there's going to be links in the show notes. If you want to connect with Alicia, if you have any questions, there's going to be some extra resources in there as well for you. If you can take a moment to subscribe to the channel and leave a review. And if you want to share this episode and tag us, or you want to message us and let us know your aha moments, you can message us on Instagram. We'll have the other links in the show notes as well. And we would love to hear from you. So thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll chat with you in the next session.